Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One More Round Radio. This is the show that brings passion and punch to you about the world of boxing. Covering every weight class and every fighter from around the world, we focus on bringing you our unique perspective and opinions of the ring world. We are live here from Studio One of WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network, located in the heart of Chicago. This is One More Round Radio. July 7th, boxing fans, welcome to our, our humble abode. One more round boxing radio, guys, back. We've been gone for a while. We are sorry for that. Life caught up with us. Our jobs caught up with us. But we're back, and there's a big fight coming up real soon. We're live, guys, Studio One on WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is part of the Chicago Sports Crunch Radio broadcast. We are the Chicago Tree Party. I'm Big Nick. With me, I have Mr. Mush Jackman. Hey, guys. I'm excited for this fight. we got a lot to talk about and a lot of upcoming fights to talk about. A, a lot, a lot to talk about. And to my left, Sammy the Bull. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm very happy to be here and... Uh going to be some interesting talk about boxing today yeah so so we've been gone for a while guys and and we do apologize for that we have uh, obviously jobs outside of this and life just caught up with our families and uh, our jobs but uh we're back to normalcy now uh so hopefully we'll be following our, our nice schedule and we'll be coming to you guys at least bi-weekly uh and we'll be covering some of the uh major fights obviously coming up and and so on and so forth so um we got a lot to talk about we're going to try to crunch this whole entire show into hopefully an hour maybe a little bit more we'll see what happens um but a ton of fights to go over uh we wanted to go over at least four specific fights and some other fights uh uh, on the side as well uh, before i get into that even though i know we'll be breaking in the middle to just to go over stuff just wanted to throw some quick info out to you guys uh, as of recently we are on tune in radio so that is the fourth platform that our show is going to be broadcasted on podcast wise uh, so tune in radio if you guys put in chicago sports crunch radio you guys will find one more round boxing radio on there and the rest of our shows uh, and then if you put in wrestle talk radio that's our other show uh, on that as well too um, um, if you're on TuneIn Radio, guys, follow us on there, and you'll always get emails or updates of when the new shows get posted, so you'll know when we got the updated shows on there. Also, iTunes, follow us on iTunes, guys. Most importantly, leave your comments and rate us. The more you rate us, that's the more exposure we're going to get, and it's going to be very huge for us. Leave your comments. Uh, it's going to be huge for us, or email us. Our email will be a little bit in the middle of the show. We'll tell you guys our emails. Uh, Stitcher Radio, uh, we're on that platform, and obviously SoundCloud, which a lot of you guys already listened to us on soundcloud um we're on twitter now so the chicago tree party to my left and my right have twitter accounts so what we're going to be doing is individually we're going to have twitter accounts and we're going to be posting stuff on the wcsn site uh or you can follow them directly on their twitter accounts uh as well so uh, a lot of good uh cool things coming up uh mr jackman what's your twitter account here it's at wcsn jackman yes Right? Yes. And you're you're loving it. You're starting to get used to it and stuff. Yeah, starting to get some uh some people see some of their opinions on there trying to get into social media. Yeah, social media guys is huge uh and obviously that's why we're trying to attack it. And then Sammy, what's what was yours again? Uh you know what to be honest with you, you I don't didn't even know. get yeah, I didn't even get on it's, there. It's uh, at WCSN Sammy. We couldn't fit the whole thing in there. Uh but it's on there so they'll be on there and uh, what things I think we might start doing is obviously during some fights, if we're watching them, we can, if we're watching them live, sometimes we're not cause we got things going on. But, uh, if we're, if we're watching them live, some things we may be able to do is post stuff on our Twitter and, and, uh, and just, uh, not round by round, but just post stuff on there. So, uh, some cool things, guys, uh, cool things coming, uh, and, uh, uh, just excited for uh tune in radio. So now we're on that platform as well too. So, uh, all right, we're going to get into and jump into the thick of things, guys. We have 
Four major fights. We're going to go over some small things, then we're going to go over some of the upcoming fights a little bit later on in the show, uh, and some of the local stuff that's happening as well too. So uh, to start this thing out, um, obviously June seventh. It's been that long. It's been a whole month basically because today is July seventh. Uh, we had the Cotto Martinez fight, and uh, the last I recalled, who was the only guy who picked Cotto? You were big Nick. Yep, and you guys <laughs> picked Martinez. So, uh, although I did say it was a close, it was going to be a close. I wasn't sure, but I leaned toward Martinez. Yeah, yeah I also leaned towards Martinez. So, uh, you want to start us out, Sammy? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I was very surprised in this fight. Um, what surprised me the most was how Cotto was just able- wait, wait, just a quick tidbit. <laughs> I can't help it, but you sound like Larry Merchant, dude, when you talk sometimes. <laughs> it's oh, like man. you're so calm and like, uh, this fight was a great fight. <laughs> anyway, sorry. All right. Anyways, uh, this was a hell of a fight. And um, uh, Cotto, what surprised me about this fight was he showed an ability to hurt Martinez early. He dropped him three times in the first round. And he pretty much just dominated this fight from the opening bell. Uh, pretty much won every round, and I personally thought that moving up in weight, fighting a bigger man was going to be an issue, but it really wasn't an issue at all. Um, Cole just really, really took it to him this fight. Yeah, I, 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 I was really shocked for the first round too. I mean, getting him down three times, I was just like, wow. I, I don't know. I, I mean, watching the fight, I really think that. He just got scared. I think Martinez got scared in the first round, and it just threw him off the rest of the fight. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he got scared. I just think that um, he got caught. He's a little older right now. You know, he's 40 years old, and uh, he's got two bad knees. So Age. Yeah, age I mean, catches up with everyone, and I think it caught up with Sergio Martinez. Yeah, what's your take on it, Jackman? Yeah, I agree. I mean, like uh, Charles Barkley always says, father time is undefeated. But uh, what also helped Cotto is he, he caught Martinez early, and he caught him cold. And he caught him over that low right hand of uh, that right jab that uh, Martinez throws. Well, he was keeping his arm, his hand low, you know, which Martinez is usually known for. He keeps his hands low. And Cotto actually seemed, to my dis- uh, surprise, the faster guy in the fight. And, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. You know, and what Cotto did is uh, he didn't try to bulk up to 160. I think he, he he was at about 156, 157 he weighed for the fight. So, I mean, he kind of kept his uh, weight. He went up just a few pounds. He was in great condition. And he had uh, Freddie Roach, the great trainer. And he threw that left hook over that low right hand. He hurt him. He jumped on him. And uh, basically, Martinez had no wheels. He couldn't move around. He couldn't box the way he wanted to. Three, four years ago, I, w- I would think it was a, it would be a much Martinez. better fight. Yeah. I don't know for sure the way Cotto looked on that night, but it would have been a much better fight to see. I, I, I truly think the guy just looked scared. I think after dropping him, he felt some of his power. I think he just the rest of his fight, he couldn't focus and he couldn't think of what he was going to do. And the whole rest of the fight, he was thrown off, in my, in my opinion. I, I don't think he was scared. I think he was thrown off. Martinez is a warrior. I mean, he's a tough guy. He even showed a ton of heart in this fight. He he never thought about quitting. But uh, like I said, when you're 40 years old and you get caught like that. Yeah, but ultimately he did quit. Well, his trainer quit for him. He yeah. didn't quit. Yeah, he didn't his quit. Trainer, basically, his trainer said. He can't continue. He can't continue. Yeah. yeah. He said, I mean, and I will say this. That was a great job by the trainer. I mean, what an emotional speech. He, he told Sergio, he said, you know, your knees are not working, Sergio. To me, you're always a champion. You know, and he said, "It's on me. I'm stopping this fight. You're not quitting. I'm stopping." And you could see Sergio Martinez didn't he, want it. He didn't want. It. He was saying, "Give me one more round. Give me one more round." And he said, "That's it, champ." And he told Sergio, "He said you were always the best for me. You're a champion." And I mean, a lot of times in boxing today, you don't see trainers do that. Yeah. So, some of these trainers, they send out their fighters to get killed. Does he have uh, other fighters? That trainer? I'm sure he does. Uh, I'm really not sure who he's training, but I'm sure he has other fighters. Yeah, he that was a great speech. I, I just was like, wow, that's pretty nuts how he was uh, talking to him and stuff. But again, Cotto, uh, what do you guys think is next for Cotto? Cotto right now has a lot of options. Uh, he's got the Mayweather option possibly in the future, although that's not going to happen right away. He could fight Pacquiao. He could fight Canelo. Uh, he could fight Golovkin. There's so many options right now for Cotto. And he's going to be the A-side no matter who he fights. 
Yeah. With the exception of Mayweather and Pacquiao, who will probably get the 60-40 split, everyone else, including Canelo, it's probably going to be 55-45 Cotto. I mean, Cotto, he broke the bank with this fight. He really did. How much did he get overall? Well, he, he made a guaranteed $7 million. Sergio Martinez only made $1.5 million. Wow. And I'm surprised Sergio Martinez took this fight. Yeah. Because they, they were supposed to fight at 60. He went down to 59 to make this fight and only took $1.5 million. I'm thinking Sergio Martinez thought, you know what? I'm going to beat this guy, and then I'll get the fight with Mayweather. Yeah, so he's thinking take yeah. the payday. It was a horrible business decision, though. Wow, that's pretty nuts. What do you think, Jackman? Next fight. You know, it's interesting. I'm not sure if Cotto wants to stay at 160. I kind of doubt it. But 154, I, I think mean. he's going to drop. I mean, if Canelo wins, you could see a Mexico versus Puerto Rico matchup. And that's gonna that's a huge draw because that's always a contention. I think Cotto at this point in his career is confident enough to take it. I don't know. He was a couple fights ago, but with this resurgence with Freddie and the dominant victory over Martinez, I think Cotto's in a good spot mentally. The best spot he's been since he was uh since a couple years ago, since the before his losses. How old is Cotto? Uh, he's about but, what thirty two, yeah, thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, I think I would say about thirty two. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still got some fi- some fight left in him. He has been around for a while, and yeah. he has been in a lot of wars. He's been in a lot of tough fights. Yeah. But he looks rejuvenated with uh, Freddie Roach. And let's face it, guys. I'm going to say, Cotto Canelo will happen. Even if these two guys lose their next fight, it's too big of a fight to pass It'll up. eventually happen. It'll eventually happen. Isn't Cotto the dude that Panama had? No. 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 Who was that? Uh, Panama Lewis had, uh, it wasn't Cotto. It was... Uh, I thought it was Cotto for no, some reason. No, it wasn't No, Cotto. his uncle trained it. Vicilo Cotto trained him for a long time. Uh, I thought yeah. it was uh, I thought it was Panama. So, uh, I don't know, interesting things of what's going to happen. I, what, will you guys think in the next couple months something's going to pop up for them? Has to. Cotto's going to take a little bit of a break. He he seems to take a little bit of a break after his he fights. Yeah, well, it's especially when you get older, you're going to have to take a little bit of a break. Oh, he's Body got, a lot, of, he's got yeah. a lot of money now, too. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, anything to add on that one, or are we moving on to the, the uh, junior welterweight? One thing to add, Cotto's the first Puerto Rican to win titles at four different uh, weight divisions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. on the so weight that's, classes. That's a, that's, nice. good, that's a pretty good feat. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, just one more thing I'd like to add, what do you think about Mayweather moving to 60? Do you think Cotto would have a chance against Mayweather? No, I don't think so. I kind of do. I, th- I think he I, would I, also. I, I kind of think Cotto would, especially in his confidence, the way he's going now, He he, yeah, I think he would. You think Cotto could beat Mayweather? I think it's. Uh, I think it's a close fight. I think it's a close fight at sixty, depending on how Mayweather carries the weight. I think it would be interesting. Even at one fifty four, I think. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, but I, I think Cotto would so. have a better advantage at sixty. He, he fought him pretty good in the first fight, Big Nick. Yeah, but I still think I think Mayweather still got his number. He may, but I don't know. I don't care what weight class you go into. All right. Anyways, junior welterweight, uh, and this was actually. Not my best fight, but it was actually an, a very interesting fight, and it kept me glued to the TV. Uh, it was Algeria Prednikov. That's the welterweight, not junior. The welterweight, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, so what did you think, uh, Jackman? I think it was a very intriguing fight with the different styles. And, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, okay, you got Algeria winning on uh, uh, quantity of punches, boxing, moving. They weren't super hard, but he landed some decent punches. You got Prograganov knocking down Algeria in the first round twice. His uh, okay. His left eye was swollen bad throughout the fight, which started in the first round. Was that first left hook? Yeah, it started, and then at the end, it was completely shut. Right. There's a lot of controversy about this fight. I mean, I tried watching it again and scoring it. I had a lot of rounds that were back and forth. Uh, I either had it one thirteen, one thirteen, or if, or if you count one round, I had it one fourteen because one round I gave it like a ten nine or ten ten. Then I had it for one fourteen, one thirteen Algeria. I had Algeria winning seven rounds uh, to five, but the thing is that first round he got you a ten seven. Well, he got a ten seven. Yeah. See, that hurts the scoring. But just by watching it, it I looked to me Algeria won, but uh, Progrogonov was throwing the harder punches and landing harder punches, but there wasn't enough of them. All right, so scoring. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime in on the scoring thing as well, Go too. Go ahead. So two people scored at 114-112, and I can see that. That I think I can go with that because I still uh, scoring it. I had Algeria up and winning as well too. Um, I did not have it a draw. I had Algeria winning uh, close to about one fourteen one twelve. How the hell did one judge go one seventeen to one hundred nine for uh, for Prodnikov? 
you know um that was insane it, yeah i agree it was insane even the hbo guy like, HBO, what they, is this guy watching? HBO guy they bring on. Yeah, Weissman. You know, yeah, some guys, they favor the aggressor. You know, being a judge is very, very tough. Um, it's a tough job, and I wouldn't want to do that job. Because these fights, they're very subjective. And that you was know, a female judge, they said, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah they I'm said it was, sure. I don't know where. I, I read it a little bit on, online you know, somewhere. I'll even say this. Even watching it on TV and being at the fight or being at a certain angle or sitting in a different spot... Sometimes that can even affect the way you view the fight. So, I mean, judging is tough. Talking about this fight, this fight shocked me. Who would have ever thought if Algeria was dropped in the first round, couldn't see out of his eye, and was facing a pressure fighter like Ruslan, that he could actually come back and outbox him? Yeah. I, I had him win in this fight. I had him win in eight rounds. I thought he boxed his ears in. Who, with Algeria? The yeah, I thought he boxed his ears in, with the exception of that first round, of course. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think I had he him winning solid. seven. I had him winning seven. I mean, I, I, like you said, I think in the first round, I thought that's it. Prandikov's got this guy. Ruslan's going to beat him. It's going to be a done deal. It'll probably be over by the fourth, fifth round. And then I'm just like, and Prandikov, you're right, Jackman. I thought he he was the stronger puncher. Like yeah, his definitely. punches had more oomph to it than Algieri did. Yes. But as the fight went on, it's like this dude had like five hour energy. He started to get like Algeria was jumping everywhere. Yeah, like, he, he landed some decent punches. Yeah, they and, weren't all pity pads. And Prodnikov, his head movement stopped. He was getting tired. You can visibly see it. And he just wasn't there. And Algeria was just like, he was getting that energy out of nowhere. And I'm like, man. And the, he just kept getting it. I mean, I, I liked the fight. It was a typical, in my opinion, it was sort of like a Gotti fight where you get beat up all the time and then all of a sudden you come back and win it. It wasn't exactly like a Gotti fight, but no. still, for a guy to get his ass kicked in the first round and then come back and then dominate sort of the rest, not dominate, but win rounds after that and then win the fight, I mean, I thought it was a good fight. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, Algieri gave Prudnikov a lot of problems with his height. He was so much taller than Prudnikov. Yeah. And, I mean, this guy just did a hell of a job. When was the last time, Jackman, or Big Nick, we watched fights that you seen a guy, uh, a fighter that had his eyes swelled up like that, couldn't see and was able to win the fight? You didn't see that too much. You seen it with Kevin Kelly and uh, Gaynor years, years ago when uh, Kevin Kelly caught him with the left, left hook, but you don't see that too often. At all. But I, I I liked the fight. I thought it was a great fight. Um, I thought it it was interesting. But I still think Ruslan's a stud. Oh yeah, I think he's a stud. Yeah, I still think the guy is a great fighter, and I think he's still going to be a name for himself in the in the in the weight class. You know, yeah, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. Oh, you know what's amazing about this? This guy Algieri has no boxing amateur background. Yeah, he's a former kickboxer, kickboxing world champion. No amateur fights. He fights a guy like Ruslan, who's been fighting what is he, since Italian? he was a kid. I assume so. He, he's he's got some Argentine. He's from Brooklyn, oh, right? Yeah. Because yeah, who was that, that celebrating yeah, at the end? Part it, was, it was his brothers. I think it was his brothers, brothers. Yeah. Yeah, because they were like all celebrating there in Brooklyn and stuff. Yeah. And there's talk of him fighting Pacquiao now, so he, he's yeah. in the mix. He's in the money. I think he'll get tore up to next Tuesday if he fights Pacquiao. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll be a hard fight for uh, Chris. See, uh, guys like Ruslan, they don't like guys who move and shift and give them angles. Yeah, it was, they like wants, it was aggravating them. It was yes. It was frustrating them. It was aggravating them because those heavy punchers like that, they like to set down on their punches. This guy kept floating around and moving and going in and out. He was even giving them the shoulder. I don't know why he was doing that, but it, was, it wasn't it was that good when you kept just running in there with the shoulder. But he was moving, giving them angles, so Ruslan couldn't set up, and uh, he just kept them uh, off guard, and he did enough to, like I said, I had it either a draw or a 114-113 for Algeria. And that was uh, Algeria winning the welterweight title as well, right? The WBO? Yes. Yeah. And, and there's already talk of him fighting Pacquiao, and they're pretty serious about it. You know, this yeah. Algeria guy, he's yeah. uh, he's well-spoken, and he's a marketable guy, you know, so yeah. that fight could kid. happen. Yeah. You know, Pacquiao's people, they don't want to fight a real big puncher, and Algeria is a, is a That's ticket. That's a typical fighter he's for him. He's a ticket point, for him. Point. Yeah, yeah they, they don't want to fight someone to test that chin out. Why and, do these guys dodge so many fighters? Well, I mean, you see how he got knocked out against Marquez. They want to yeah. give the guy a break, make some money. I mean, Pacquiao fought a lot of tough guys, too, so yeah. you can't say nothing. Yeah, but old boxers, you never had that. They would fight anybody. No, yeah. but Pacquiao, he, he fought a lot of Pacquiao's tough guys. Pacquiao's a modern-day warrior. He'll yeah. fight anybody. He's he fought a lot that. of t- Yeah, yeah. He, he don't back down from nobody. Even against Marquez, his trainer was telling him it's not a great stylistic for you, and he still wanted to fight. So i got to give that guy a lot of credit. Yeah. You know, even if Pacquiao were to take a fight right now that maybe wasn't the toughest, you know, I can accept that because 
all the years he's given us the tough fights and you know if he wants to take you know one break it's it's fine it's fine with me he's been a warrior he's carried the sport for a while all right uh you guys got anything else for this one uh that's it all right jackman no i'm good all right this was the fight of out of the four i thought was the best fight to watch and that was lomachenko russell and uh, again going into the scorecards I don't know who or why someone came up with 114-114. That fight was not a draw. And then, obviously, you had 116 and 112 and the other two judges. It was Lomachenko all the way. And we were talking about this beforehand with Jackman. He put a clinic on, I felt. But uh, what did you think, Sammy? I thought this was a very good fight for Lomachenko. Uh, Lomachenko landed the cleaner, harder shots. Uh, He showed a great ability to slip punches. And uh, Gary Russell Jr., he's a very fast fighter. Yeah. He's not a power puncher, but he's very, very hands, fast. Fast hands, man. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this uh, Lemachenko, I think he's a future star. And I just think uh, all around he did a great job. I love the way he slipped punches. Yeah, I, his combos were quick. Uh, I, he never even got tired. The guy was like the Energizer Bunny. He liked the whole fight. I was like, man, this guy just keep, he keeps going at it and stuff. Yeah. But. And he was doing everything, body, like combos. I mean, it was great, great, great fight. Uh, what did you think, Jackman? No, I liked the fight a lot. I really was impressed with Lomachenko's uh, defense. After he throws a punch and lands on Russell, he doesn't just stand there. He either moves his head from side to side, moves his hands to block. He gets out of position, so Russell can't counterpunch him. A lot of these guys, they hit, and they just kind of stand there, and I don't know what, watch. Yeah. Uh, Lomachenko is very cognate of getting out of the way in his defense. And he did, that was a good point, he did do a lot of body punches, and that wore Russell down, that slowed him down later in the fight. And in the 12th round, Russell was on his way out, guys. Yeah, he was very active in the pocket. The guy never held, and every time he was in the pocket, very active. Right. And I, it was just, I thought it was a great fight. He literally put a clinic on for that fight, I thought. I, I, yeah, and this was almost a 50-50 fight. Yeah. I mean, Lemachenko was like a slight favorite. It was like 7-5 to five odds, so this was such a big win for Lemachenko. And he actually ended up getting the vacant W, uh, the WBO featherweight title, I think. Yeah, in his third that. fight. Yeah, hey, that'll, third fight. That'll tell you what uh, two gold medals and 397 amateur I fights guess. can do for you, you know? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Wait, he's what is he, Lithuanian? He's no, Ukrainian. 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 Hey, Jack, man, I wanted to ask you, do you think Lemachenko would f- fare better... If he had an American trainer like a Freddie Roach or like a Roberto Garcia? Well, they might be a little bit more offensive-minded, but his dad's got him uh, working on defense. I don't know. I think That's a good, good question. Yeah, I think he, he looked good I mean, right yeah, now. I mean, I mean he, he may be. I mean, he may get a little bit more knockouts with those guys uh, because he might be a little more aggressive. But, you know, his father, like, like, like Floyd and Floyd's father, they want to concentrate on defense because they don't want their sons to get hurt. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, guys. In one year, if Lemachenko fought Reagan Diaw, who would you take in that fight? And do you think that Lemachenko has a better chance with Freddie Roach or Garcia to beat someone like Reagan Diaw or with his father? I personally feel that he'd be better off with an American trainer. He could be more aggressive. He can put his punches together a little bit better. I think Lemachenko at times, he doesn't throw punches. And he, he looks a little bit of an amateur. He's a great fighter, don't get me wrong, but I think he has the potential to even be better. Yeah, very well could be. I mean, he probably would score more knockouts with an American fighter. But, I mean, I loved watching his defense. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. When was yeah. the last time you see a white guy slip like that? You yeah. don't see that too often. You know, he's very, yeah, he's very good defensively. And Rigan Diaz at 122, he's a little smaller than uh, Lomachenko. He's a little bit bigger guy. You can even notice it when you're watching the fights. Yeah, very I don't know. well built. Yeah, it would be a very uh, close fight, I think, because they're both a good uh, strategist, and they're both good on defense. So it, I think it would be a close fight. I, I think I'm if he sure. gets an American trainer, too, I mean, it, it's going to get him one more exposure, and he probably will do better. I mean, what is he going to do with his father, though? Still keep him in his corner? Yeah, I'm not, you know Obviously, his father's a very good trainer. You don't yeah. win two gold medals, no. and, and you're that good. I, mean, I, would, right. I wouldn't mind bringing Freddie Roach aboard and saying, hey, Freddie's the main trainer, but then your father's still there, too. You know what another big advantage is with these great trainers, the guys like Roberto Garcia, the guys like Freddie Roach? They have top guys coming into their gym all the time. Yeah. I could be the best boxing trainer in the world, but if I don't have the top guys coming into my gym, you, you know, you can't 
bring your fighter up. Yeah. Because well, in they, order for your fighter to come up, he's got to spar with the top yeah, guys. Yeah, they, they go to them because they know that if they show their talents, they're going to make it big. Yeah, but the, the, the gym is also filled with top guys like Sami Zayn. Yeah. And that kind of you feed off that energy that elevates you to do better. Cotto even kind of mentioned that. When he goes to the gym in Freddie's gym, he sees Pacquiao, he sees all these other guys uh, training and, and stuff, and that kind of you know makes him want to do better. Yeah, that's, that, that's, I don't know. I think if he had Freddie Roach, I think he'd be uh, a more wanted uh, boxer. And, and you're more access to more spa, uh, sparring, sparring partners, partners, too. That's another point. Yeah, so you'd be probably much better uh, technically in the ring as well. All right, so that was the uh, Lomachenko fight. Um, what do you guys, uh, who do you think? You guys think he's going to go for, what's his name next? Well, right now he's going to fight one of the featherweights. There is some talk of him fighting Nonito Donaire. Um, there's that, uh, Gradich, Gradovich, that other Russian guy who's a welterweight. So Bob Arum's saying they might have like a, a featherweight, I'm sorry, a featherweight. They might have a featherweight tournament and have these guys unify the title. So it'll be interesting. I think he's a top featherweight right now in the world. Here, I got a question for both of you guys. Yeah. Who do you like better, HBO live commentary or Showtime live commentary? I probably like Showtime. But yeah. I'm so used to HBO because I've been of the watching. Older guys. Yeah, well, I've been watching it since I was a kid. The HBO boxing after dark. So HBO is a special place in my heart. What did you think, Jackman? I I like Showtime. That's you why do? I asked that. Because I recently, obviously, watching all these fights on Showtime too. It's just like I think they're off the mic when you go in the ring afterwards, and like Letterman and all these guys. I think HBO is better. But when you're talking about during the fight, live, while you're watching it, I think Showtime's commentary is way better. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I like Lampley. I think he's very good. Uh, yeah, and again, and like I like it, when they have Roy Jones uh, there. Uh, yeah, like Nasser. They, I've watched them, obviously, when I was a kid, HBO. So you have a special place in my heart. But Showtime, I like, man. Showtime is good. Paulie's, uh, Paulie's very good. Um, you got Monoro. He's very... Uh, He's detailed, you know, and he, he brings some excitement. You got Bernstein, Al Bernstein, who's very knowledgeable about boxing. He's been, I, I remember him doing boxing on ESPN way back when, and he's very good too. I don't know, I would say they're both A's, you know. I don't know uh, who I like So you better. don't favor one or the other? I, I think they're both equally good. It's hard so for me to So you're not like that Cub fan that every time you watch it on TV, you have to turn it off and put on 720 <laughs> no. to listen to the radio? No, because I, li- I, like, I like both of them. I, I believe both broadcasters got something to offer, so I can't really pick one over the other. I think they're both great. Gotcha. All right. All right, well, anyways, I just had that question because I know as, as of watching the Showtime, I like listening to Showtime a lot more than HBO. But um, anyways, the last and, fight. And Max Kellerman, one last thing. He brings a lot of good questions, too, when he interviews the guys. How, how, well, also first, Jim how old is he? I don't know. He's like 40, 41. Uh, that yeah. dude looks like he's 18. Yeah, he looks, he he looks, looks good for his age. Yeah, he he looks like he's he 18. He looks the same since he's been on. Yeah, him. like every time I see him, I'm like, where did they get this kid? Yeah, They're like, but the guy's like 42. I'm like, get out of here. He's, he's pretty sharp. He's pretty good. Yeah, he, I like his voice, too. Kellerman has a yeah, really he nice is, voice. Yeah, he has some excitement, too. So, I All don't right. know. So, uh, the, uh, one of the other last major ones, and we'll cover some other ones as well, too, but the last one uh, was June 28th, uh, and it was Crawford versus uh, Gamboa. Jackman. Interesting fight, guys. Yes. I kind of thought Gamboa was going to win because I think he's a more talented fighter. Uh, the way I saw it was Gamboa won the early rounds uh, with his fast, extremely fast hands and his in-and-out style. Kind of kept Crawford uh, on edge. He couldn't really set up for it. You know, I had Gamboa winning the first four rounds. And uh, then Crawford, he switched to southpaw because I guess it wasn't working for him, the conventional stance. Although Crawford does switch a lot to the southpaw stance, and at first that wasn't working either because Gamboa was landing the straight right hand. But then he started hitting him with that right hook that Gamboa couldn't see. And as the fight went on, Gamboa started to tire down a little bit. He had to work hard for his punches. He had to do a lot of movement, and his defense is not as sound as Crawford. And uh, Crawford got him in the late rounds. I mean, I mean Crawford is... Technically solid. His defense is good. And uh, I just thought he was bigger. I think Gamboa, you know, he started off as a featherweight, uh, you know, 126. Now he's fine lightweight. That's a pretty big jump uh, percentage-wise for a smaller guy. So, and, you know, Crawford is a big 135. So I just think uh, the better defense of Crawford and uh, the size, that's why Crawford won. 
Sammy? Yeah, I agree. I agree with a lot of uh, what Jackman just said. I mean, Crawford is the bigger guy, and as Jackman said, he was working, Gamboa was working so much harder during that fight. And I mean, let's face it, guys, Crawford, he's going to be a welterweight when it's all said and done. And uh, I mean, it looks like he's a future star. And I will say this, he's he's got a big following over there in Omaha. Well, yeah, that hometown, like, yeah. Yeah, but th- there hasn't been fights in Omaha for years now. And they filled up 11,000 people in that place. So that's a great thing for boxing. Um, he's a hell of a fighter. I don't see him staying at this weight. No. I think he'll move up to 140. He's way too big. He's way t- yeah, his frame is too big. I don't think yeah. he's going to stay here. And either. I mean, Gamboa still has a future. I, I, I think w- Yorkie looks sloppy, man. He uh, just The fight I just uh, thought was really sloppy. Well, this guy's a taller guy. He had to run in the inside. He had to commit. So, But I, I still think he has a future. I think uh, if he could drop down to 130, I still think he's one of the best 130-pounders in the world. Yeah, I, I just, in my opinion, I thought it was a sloppy fight. And, I mean, he wasn't even playing, he wasn't even doing any defense, like, towards the later end rounds. Like like Jackman said, he was starting to get, like, tired out. And, I mean, Crawford was just nailing him, like, relentlessly. I sort of felt bad a little bit for Gamboa towards the end. Yeah, I just feel that, uh, you know, if Crawford was a little smaller, those punches that Gamboa was hitting him with, I think, would have had a lot more effect. I think size played a big factor in that fight. Yeah, and and then and obviously that plays into the fact that obviously we, uh, none of us think he's going to stay in in that weight class and he's going to move up. He's just got a big frame. Yeah, I think Gamboa is still a, like Sammy said a great talent. I think maybe he should maybe switch it up. I don't know, maybe with a Freddie or somebody. He needs to practice a little bit more on his defense. I think he should go down a weight class also. I mean, I seen this guy come up. He was knocking people out left and right when he was fighting at the 126. I seen him come up on a Friday night fight. So, who Yorkie? Yes. Yeah. He's very talented. He has extremely fast hands, fast reflexes. He may rely on on him at times a bit too much. He left himself open, but this guy had heart. He did not give up. He kept and actually he hurt Crawford. And the round uh, that Crawford stopped him, and he hurt him, or the round before, Crawford kept holding on. So uh, Yorkie's got extremely hard, and uh, he'll be back, and he's going to be better. Yeah, that was very smart of Crawford to hold on. He did a great job holding, and when Crawford hurt Gamboa, Gamboa didn't do such a good job. Yeah, all right, so... um that's the major four fights we were going to go over. Obviously, we're going to have some other fights that we might want to touch base on. Jackman, what did you want to cover with uh, on some of the other fights? Well, we could mention uh, Guerrero versus uh, Hirishito Kamigai. And that was, uh, if you guys like a brawlum phone booth fight, here's one to watch. Okay, the way I watched it is uh, Guerrero was outboxing Kamigai on the outside, and he was doing well. But uh, Kamagai wanted to make it a brawl. He's a little bigger guy. He's a natural uh, 147 guy. He weighed more during the fight. Guerrero's a blown up 147. This guy started at a 126, I believe. So, uh, anyways, uh, I think Guerrero's a little more skilled, and he went on the outside. When they dragged it on the inside, it was a close fight. Uh, but uh, I would say Guerrero is a little bit better boxer. That's why he won. He places his punches a little better. He had a little better defense. Kama guy is just a, like a rock'em, sock'em robot guy. Very tough, very gain, but uh, Guerrero boxed him. Uh, but it was an interesting fight because there was a lot of punches thrown and there was a lot of hits, and uh, Guerrero's eye was, uh, his left eye was closed and, uh, you know, cut. So it was a fun fight to watch. But I prefer a little more technical fights, but I got to give Guerrero a lot of heart. He fought a bigger guy and he stayed in there. And he follows him the whole fight. Nice. What? What do you got? Any other fights? Checkman or that's well, it. Well, uh, I would say uh, Devin Alexander and uh, what's his name? The Karras. Soto Karras was a pretty good fight too. It wasn't bad. It was the undercard of that uh, of the uh, the, one, the the Guerrero. Was, yeah, Guerrero. Yeah, Guerrero. Yeah. So what you got, uh, Sammy? Anything on that? I I mean I thought that it was a close fight. I Devin Alexander obviously won that fight, but I don't think his stock really went up. Alexander's just one of those guys. I think he's just missing something. He's good, but he's just not good enough. Yeah, I mean uh I agree. I mean he he is good, but he just Soto Karras was coming on a little bit. He won uh, some middle rounds. Alexander was blowing him away in the first couple rounds, but then Soto Karras was a steady pressure. 
he made it a he made it kind of an interesting fight, I would say. He's related to Soda Popinski. <laughs> <laughs> Soda right. Popinski. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, we're gonna get, uh, dig into the uh, the thick of things with uh, the Lara Alvaro uh, Alva- uh, Alvarez. I'm sorry, Canelo. Uh, and then Golovkin fight. Uh, really quick, though, um, we're going to go dig dig into a little bit of a commercial, let you guys know where our platform's again, like we spoke in the beginning. Uh, go over a little bit of our email so you guys can catch some and know where to respond to and uh, where to send your comments as well, too, and then we'll be right back. Thank you, Chicago, for your support in making WCSN the Windy City Sports Network the fans' choice of sports podcasting. We strive to bring you the best and most honest feedback in the city of Chicago. Our shows, WTR Wrestle Talk Radio, featuring the Windy City Wrecking Crew. CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, featuring the Chicago Tree Party. And CSCR sister shows, such as One More Round Boxing Radio and Corner Kick Soccer Show, can all be found on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on our Twitter account at WCSN the number three, and like our Facebook page at Windy City Sports Network. You can email us at WindyCitySportsNetwork at gmail.com. Chicago, share us, follow us, email us, spread the word, and get WCSN out in front of the people. This is WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. By fans, for the fans. All right, so a quick add-on to that. That was done before we got added into TuneIn Radio. So we obviously have TuneIn Radio as another platform. So like we said, guys, a lot of things going on. Uh, four platforms as we speak right now. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. So you guys can listen to us on all those. Everything is free. You guys don't have to pay a thing to listen to us. Uh, all you guys got to do is put uh, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio in. Russell Talk Radio or Windy City Sports Network. Windy City is one word. Follow us, guys, on our Facebook page or on our Twitter accounts. We are uh, on there all the time. And now for our WCSN, uh, obviously, if you follow us on Twitters, uh, Jackman's Twitter account is WCSN uh, Jackman, at WCSN Jackman. Sammy's is at WCSN Sammy. And then mine, of course, is at WCSN Big Nick. Those are our Twitter accounts if you guys want to follow us directly on those as well, too. So um, so we're going to basically uh, get into the big fight that's happening uh, on July 12th, which uh, I'm looking forward to as well. Um, and uh, I think the, our predictions are going to go in different directions here. But uh, you got Lara and Canelo uh, coming up. And um, I, I, this may be, I don't know, your opinion, guys, uh, one of the biggest, probably the biggest fight of the year. Yes. Com- Competition-wise? Oh, yeah. This is as close to a 50-50 fight as it exactly. gets. Very competitive. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, take it away, Sammy. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a very, very good fight. This is a classic boxer versus puncher matchup. Uh, you have Lara, who's the boxer, who was a Cuban standout. And you have Canelo, who's who's a rising star. I mean, this guy, Canelo, he's sort of like the old Oscar de la Hoya. Uh, he has a lot of fans, a lot of Mexican fans. He's 22 years old, and I'm really, really looking forward to this fight. He's already a star. I don't think he's rising. But he, I mean... I think he's already at that level. You're right, you're right. But I think he can be like the number one star. I think he could take Mayweather's place. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I can see that. And he, he's a young kid. I mean, how old, 25? Nah, he's like 22, <laughs> 22, 23. That's, that's amazing. I mean, to get to where he's at right now at the level he's fighting at at 22 years old is completely nuts. So, but, I mean, I don't, who do you think's going to take it? You know, this is really, really a tough fight to pick, but I, I'm going to go with Canelo. Oh, you said Lara before. I said, but, you know, I changed my pick. I think Canelo's going to be able to get in in the inside, and I think he's going to be able to do damage. I think he learned from that Floyd Mayweather fight. 
And I think uh, he's going to grab this opportunity. And another thing I would like to say, um, Canelo's the A-side. I think if this is a close fight, the judges are going to go with Canelo, to be honest with you. And that's another reason I think Canelo's a safer pick. Yeah, if it goes decision, I think it's almost like they're going to go his direction, I think, overall. I think if there's swing rounds involved, I could see it going to Canelo. All right, Jackman. I think this is a tough fight to call. I think Laura gives Canelo problems in this fight. I really do. But Canelo's got that equalizer, that heavy punch. So, I mean, you know, if it was like an amateur fight, uh, three rounds with headgear and all that, I would definitely pick Laura all the time. Because I think there's going to be some rounds where Laura's just going to outbox Canelo uh, by a, a good margin. The only thing is once in a while, Laura might get a little bit wore down and he might languish a little bit on the inside. And uh, like he did against Angulo, and Angulo knocked him down twice with the left hooks. And Angulo is a good puncher, but not a puncher like Alvarez is. Alvarez is a great puncher. So I'm still going to go with Slora. I think he's a better boxer because this is a game of boxing, not the game of, you know, stronger. It sounded like you were going to go with Canelo. You were building it up. And I'm like, oh, he's going with Canelo too. Yeah, I was building it up because I think it can go either way. I think if Canelo gets him with the right punch, I can see Canelo winning this fight. I can see Laura winning rounds, but I can see Canelo having a good round and knocking him out. But I'm going to go with the overall better boxer. He's going to, because uh, Trout gave Canelo a pretty good fight. He lost, but I think it was fairly close. Uh, and he's a southpaw. And uh, Laura hits pretty hard, too, guys. He's a sharp puncher. He's got a strong left hand. I mean, you see what he did to Angulo's face. He, he's not a soft puncher by no means. And uh, I think Canelo is going to have a hard time. Canelo's footwork is a little bit slow, you know. And if if Laura has got the stamina to move around and and fight his plan, he should win. But I'm going with Laura, but it can go either way. But I'm going picking Laura. Yeah, I think the key to this fight is uh, basically the distance. I mean, you've seen even Carlos Molina, when he fought Laura, he was able to get in the inside, and he gave him a lot of problems. So I think that um, if Canelo can get in the inside... I think it's going to be his night. I'd also like to say this. This is a tough fight for Canelo, and I'm really surprised that Canelo's people yeah, took this fight. Yeah, I was shocked fight. that they took it. I mean, Laura's not really a big draw, but I will say this. Think about it like this, guys. Laura's a boxer. Mayweather's a boxer. He's in training camp right now training for a boxer. So I think this fight, if Canelo can get past this fight, this will prepare him for Mayweather. Because they kind of have similar styles. Laura uses his legs more than Mayweather, but what do you want to do? You want to get in the inside, and you want to work. And I think this is a good fight for Canelo as far as the future goes to possibly beating Mayweather. So you think after this, if he wins, you think uh, Canelo's going to end up going Mayweather again? I'm not sure if Mayweather will take that fight right now, but that fight's going to happen eventually. They sold over 2 million buys. That's a fight that's going to happen. That's where, that's where the money's at, too. That's where the money's at. So they got to make it happen. It probably would happen in, uh, well, May you got the Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, it'll probably happen around there. or It'll happen, though, in the future, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I'm going with my uh, my Mexican uh, compadre here and going with Canelo for the win. I just think Canelo's a heavy puncher. I know Lara's a strong puncher as well, too. But, I mean, he, he, Canelo has a heavy hand, too. The only thing that scares me with Canelo that sometimes he, he he's not as fast that I would like him to be for his size. Um, but, I mean, I, I just think overall, I think he ends up taking Lara out. Yeah, I just think Canelo has something that, I mean, you really can't teach. He's got that star power. He's kind of like a De La Hoya. I think he's just going to find a way to win, and I don't know. I, I think he's going to take this fight, but we'll see. Like I said, it's a 50-50 fight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got to give Canelo a lot of credit. He's got a lot of balls for taking this fight because, like uh, Sammy stated in the Big Nick, uh De La Hoya didn't want him to take this fight, but it would be. If he gets past Laura, it would be good practice for uh, Mayweather and whoever else because uh, this Laura, you know, he's a good boxer. And uh, one thing, you know, Canelo hopefully learned against Mayweather is he's got to throw more punches. And uh, one thing about Canelo, once in a while he he kind of languishes in some of the rounds and his output is kind of low. You know, and that might help Laura, you know, when Laura's on the inside. But, uh, you know, if Canelo's not thrown so much, 
I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting fight to watch. I think it's going to be very competitive. It will, yeah. 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 To be honest with you, I almost want Laura to win because I think that uh, he matches up better with Mayweather. I'd like to see Mayweather fight a slick boxer. I'd like to see Mayweather fight a guy where he's got to chase him. So if it went Mayweather or Laura, what do you guys think? Ah, man, I think that's, I don't know. I think that's a 50-50 <laughs> fight. I really do. I think Laura matches up very well with him. Yeah, especially if Laura can get so in a way, So in a way, we should be rooting for Laura. Well, I like uh, Canelo's a fight. good kid. You know what? Laura didn't go the best way asking for this fight. He just kind of interrupted Canelo after a win and said, hey, come on, me and you, let's fight. The fans want to see it. You know, and it worked. I got to give him credit. It did work for him. But uh, that's because Canelo was aggravated by that, and Cav- Canelo's got supreme confidence in himself. And he said, come on, let's go. So, I mean, yeah. it worked for him, but that's not really the most professional way to ask for a boxing match. But you know what? I'm not complaining because we're going to have a great fight coming up this Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I'd also like to add, I mean, these Cuban fighters, as great as they are, they're tough to promote. Because they there's not a lot of Cubans here that really, uh, we got a lot of Cubans in Miami, but they really don't really support their fighters. None of them speak English. And they're, you know, they tend to not have the most exciting fight style for the casual fan. I mean, for boxing purists, we love those guys. But for the casual fan, they're not very exciting. Yeah, they're not going to bring the. They're not going to sell the pay per views, and there's not going to be people yeah, attracted like, to guys him. like Reagan Dial, Laura. I mean, these guys are great fighters, but they just can't sell. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a hell of a fight, guys. Uh, it's this Saturday, July twelfth. Uh, I'm going to be excited to watch it. Um, I can't wait for it to happen. Uh, a lot to talk about after the fight as well when it happens, but uh, we'll see what happens and what the outcome is. It's it, Obviously, we're all going to be rooting for our own fighters, but we'll see what happens at the end. So, um, All right, you guys got anything else to add for the Canelo? Lara, go Canelo. I just think it's going to be a hell of a fight, and I can't wait. Go Canelo. <laughs> it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be very exciting. All right. Uh, 26th of July, you got golovkin Gill. Yeah, this is a hell of a fight. I mean, personally, I love Triple G. I think that he's the most exciting fighter in boxing right now. Yes. But I think that Daniel Gill is the toughest fight he's ever had. I don't think he's the most dangerous fight, but I think it's the toughest fight. I think he still wins it, though. I, I agree, but Daniel Giel can box, and Daniel Giel, he's a stubborn guy, he's a tough guy, so it'll be an interesting fight to see. Not a lot of people are lining up to fight Triple G right now, and uh, I give uh, I give Giel a lot of credit, and I think this fight could be interesting. I'm going to give credit to the guys, uh, some of the star guys that step up and finally fight Triple G, because I think some of these guys are scared to fight the, to fight him. You know what I mean? So I don't think he's getting a fair share of some of his fights. but Yeah, he's a huge, huge puncher. And he's a big name. He's becoming a big name. But he's not that big name where you're going to make $10 million fighting him. So there's a lot of guys. They don't want to fight him for six, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars $800,000. Who's his promoter? Um, he's with, uh, I believe, uh, I forgot the guy's name. They're affiliated with Bob Arum. He's not with Bob Arum. But they're affiliated with Top Rank. So they're with Top Rank. I don't in think some it's way. main events. Yeah, they have a good working relationship with Top Rank. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe he just needs to go with a bigger promoter then. We're going to get the big fights now. This kid's 32 years old. There's a lot of talk of him fighting Frotch or fighting Chavez Jr. next or even fighting Ward. Within the next two years, these fights will happen, I think. Yeah, you need to. And to see if he can actually put out and, w- and put some wins up on the board. If he can, then you can start putting him up against bigger guys. He's 32. I mean, you don't have the time. you got to do it fast before he hits 36, 37, 38. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it'll, it'll eventually happen soon. All right, Mr. Jackman Golovkin. I really like Gennady Golovkin. I look forward to watching him because his great knockout power. He kind of reminds me a little bit like a Joe Lewis if you watch the old fights. He's a pressure fighter. He throws a jackhammer jab like George Foreman. He knocks guys down with his jab. I mean, and, you know, he does subtle defense. He's got some defense. He moves his hands. He blocks a lot of punches with his gloves, you know. Uh, Gil's a very good fighter. I've seen him fight uh, Daniel Barker. The only thing is Gil doesn't hit real hard. They actually fought in the amateurs back in 2001, the East uh, Asian Games, with Golovkin winning 15-3. to So, uh, And he's Golovkin's also a 2004 silver medalist with that decorated uh, amateur record. You know, uh, they're both great amateurs, and uh, they got a common opponent with Osama 
uh, Samuel uh, Adam and uh, Golovkin beat him in uh, seven TKO, while Gio won in the unanimous decision in twelve. I think I gotta go with Golovkin, of course, but uh, Gio's a good boxer. But I just think that Golovkin hits too hard. Yeah, you can't go against the guy. I can't. I can't pick against Golovkin. What, you, what round? What round? You got? I'm gonna say uh, seventh round. KO by Golovkin. I would say somewhere around there too. Yeah, six, seven rounds, maybe eight, somewhere between six and eight. I would say. I don't know. Gil's tough. Maybe he can go a little more, but uh, if he's getting beat up too much, I don't know. I mean, Gil's good. But I, I don't say, know. I say five. You say five? Okay. I say yeah. That's, All right, so you tough. guys say seven, I say five. Yeah, I'd also. Man, we should start betting. Yeah, I'd also like that. I think uh, Golovkin has sixteen straight knockouts, and he's kind of got that Tyson aura about him. That's what just, I like yeah, about him. He's got that aura. You very, very rarely see that. Yeah, and people like, like to watch his fights because of that Tyson aura, and that's why I like watching Triple G. Yeah, right. he, he knocks everyone out, and his defense is it, it, it's solid, but it's not the it's best. Not the best. He, yeah, he does a great job of tucking in his chin, though. Yeah, he always has his chin down. But uh, I mean, I, I love this guy, man. I really—he's my favorite fighter to watch right now in boxing. Yeah, yeah. I, every time I see his name, he's like, he's, like you said, the Tyson aura. And I think he'll sell pay per views if he continues to fight that, especially with bigger name guys. He will sell pay per views. Uh, I mean, his English sucks, but you know doesn't what? matter. Yeah, good yeah. boy. He's good boy. Yeah, he says he's good boy, but yeah. you know what? Uh, <laughs> I like him. <laughs> whenever he fights, see. To the pure boxing fans, they're going to love Golovkin. Guys like me, guys like you, we're going to love Golovkin. The problem is it's the casual fans that he's got to cross over. If he could beat a guy like a Cotto or a Chavez Jr. or someone like Let that. Let Quillen jump in there with some. Yeah. But they're on different promotions, they're on different right? Networks. Yeah. I would like to see Or even Cotto. I think he'll destroy Cotto. Cotto's obviously too small. Yeah, I don't think Cotto will want to Let him fight Froch. I think he'll destroy Froch at 68. Or Chavez Jr. or Andre Ward. I mean, all those are. You think he'll beat Andre fights. Ward too, no, huh? No, I'll take Andre oh, Ward. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought <saw, I> <laughs> you take, said you destroy all. I of think those he'll guys. beat anyone from uh, sixty <laughs> to sixty-eight, but I would take Andre Ward. How about you, Jackman? I'm not sure. Andre Ward over Golovkin? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ward's the bigger guy. And He's a bigger guy. Let Ward come down the way he wanted uh, Dawson to come down. All the way he was like a skinny. When he fought him, one sixty-eight, or regular one, he's like six foot four, and he made him go down to one sixty-eight. Let Ward come down to one sixty-four or one sixty-two catchweight. You know, I disagree, Jackman. The reason why is Ward. <laughs> Ward's the number one guy at sixty-eight. He's the champion. He's recognized as the number two pound for pound fighter in the world. He won that Super Six tournament. I mean, he's the man. At, let Golovkin go up. That's the way I look at it. First, let Golovkin clean out his division. Ward already cleaned out his, and let him go to sixty-eight. Awards deserve that. He's a gold medalist. He's been around for a while, and uh, I mean, it's kind of unfortunate for Ward. Yeah, but he just doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have the most pleasing style for yeah. me. Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I either does Mayweather though. Either does Mayweather. But yeah, Ward, I like Mayweather, Mayweather better. Ward used to grab and hold a lot, and grab. He used to do a lot of. Yeah, yeah. He has a little kinda, bit of a boring fight. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Another problem is with Ward. He doesn't have the any of. Any fighters in his division, That's except for like Chavez Jr., he needs a Chavez Jr. Yeah, one Chavez Jr. That'd be yeah. fight him. Yeah, they won't both. So why doesn't he move up or down? He should move up. And why doesn't I will he leave that. the West Coast? He should Coast. fight Kovalov. He should, he doesn't leave. You're right, Nick. He doesn't leave the West Coast. That's another problem he's got. He always fights in Oakland. He needs to right? fight. Yeah. He needs to fight at MSG a couple times. He needs to fight in Vegas. I mean, he needs to fight other fights in other areas to get his name out there. He's he's just. Gonna I, I be agree. A guy. Some of that criticism is warranted. I agree. He needs to move. Same thing with Froch. He don't want to f- fight Froch in the UK. Hey, listen, the fight's a big fight in the UK. D- take it. Yeah. So I mean, I think he'll beat Froch, but yeah, he already did. Yeah, he already did. Yeah. And I think he'll beat him again. Yeah. But- <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, you got a uh, uh, under the, the triple G fight. You've got another fight, and uh, that's the Perez Jennings. Yeah, this is a good heavyweight fight, guys. I think it's going to be a competitive fight. We don't have a lot of good close uh, heavyweight fights uh, as of late, and this is going to be a good one to watch. We got Mike Perez. He's a Cuban fighter. Great fighter. He throws a lot of punches, a lot of combinations for a big guy. He's got fast hands and a good chin, and he's got a lot of uh, amateur experience. Uh, versus uh, Brian Jennings, who's an athletic kid. He's from Philadelphia. He played football and basketball in high school. He also ran at 200 meters. But he's kind of green in the boxing. He only started boxing at the age of 24. He currently works as a mechanic at the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia. So, you know, he's he's like 28, 29 years. He's like 29 years old right now. His record is 8-0 uh, 
18 and 0, but he doesn't have a lot of amateur fights, unlike Mike Perez, who's been boxing a much longer time. Uh, I think it's going to be a competitive fight. I've seen uh, Brian Jennings fight against uh, Arthur Spilka, who's a Chicago guy, good Polish fighter, who's a southpaw. And I think it was a pretty close fight, but uh, Spilka kind of got tired, and Jennings caught him in the 10th round and uh, TKO'd him. But uh, I'm going to have to go with Mike Perez with an edge because I think he's got the more decorated uh, amateur background, and uh, I think the experience would help him pull it through. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards Mike Perez uh, right now. As Jackman stated, he's got uh, much more experience. Uh, He's had so many amateur fights. Um, I will say this, though, at heavyweight, I don't think that experience matters as much as in the little weights. Um, I think in the lighter weights, I think the guys are uh, more skilled. They throw more punches. In the heavyweight division, if you have these two things, if you have a great punch and a great chin. That's it. If you have those two things, you're in in any fight. Yep. So, but I'm leaning towards Perez. I will say this. Last fight I seen Perez fight, he looked a little flat to me. When he fought that Takem guy, Takem, he didn't look the same. And uh, the fight before that, he fought Mago. And Mago ended up having a brain bleed, ended up uh, having a stroke. And, I mean, he's still not with it 100%. And a lot of times that can affect fighters. We've seen it in the past. We've seen it with Boom Boom Mancini. We've seen it with uh, Gabriel Weilas. Whenever they have, whenever a, a boxer kills another fighter in the ring, I mean, we shouldn't say kill, but injures a fighter in the ring and they don't end up the same or they end up dying, those fighters tend to never be the same. And I'm not sure if that's going to happen with Mike Perez. Yeah, because they let up a little bit because they're a little bit worried that it's yeah, going to happen again. Even his trainer was saying he he just didn't look the same as last fight. He looked a little flat yeah. to me. When he fought Mago, he looked more aggressive. Yeah, it's, and, it's rough. I mean, going yeah. through something like that, dude, I can't imagine us being in that ring doing that and thinking about what happened. Yeah, he did look sluggish, and he did dedicate that fight to Mago, so you know it was weighing heavy on his head and his heart. So that's a good point, Sammy. I mean... I'm hoping he can recover and uh, fight better this time. But if he pulls back, I mean, you don't want to pull back when the other guy's trying to take your head off, especially the heavyweights. They do punch very hard. Yeah, I agree with Sammy, though, man. If you got a punch in the heavyweight division, man, uh, that's it. I mean, yeah. unless you got a chin that you can take that punch, then <laughs> you just need a punch, man, and you can go far in the heavyweight division. Yeah, even this guy Jennings, if you think about it, he only has 17 amateur fights, but he's probably our number two of... Uh, American heavyweight right now, second to Deontay Wilder. And that's sad, man, because we got no American heavyweights. Yeah, it is pretty sad. It is well, we got Areola, but yeah, we don't have like where any. where did they all go? We used to all of them used to be heavyweights. I think they're in the NFL. I think <laughs> or they're in the NBA. NBA. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's just, that's yeah. what I think they're doing. Well, we were talking about that on one of the other podcasts about the sport of boxing and why it's not getting too big, but and then again we can get into the political aspect of it too, because I think that some of that has to deal with uh, fighters not really coming up big in, in America, too, as well. So, um, All right, so that's going to be the July 26th fight. You've got Triple G, Gil, and then you've got Perez Jennings as well. So That's going to be on HBO. Yeah. So locally, um, we've got uh, two venues coming up really soon. Uh, the first venue is going to be on July 25th, which is literally about three weeks away. That's going to be at the UIC Pavilion. Uh, the card you got right now, do you got the full card up there, Sammy? Because I only got like two fights here. Uh, no, I don't, I'll get it up in a second. I got uh, Roberto Garcia versus uh, Bradis Prescott. Then you got Khalib Trox versus uh, Raj uh, Medina. Caleb Truex. Caleb, Caleb Truex. Then you've got Mike Lee making an appearance, but it's, I guess, an open fight right now, so they don't know who he's going to fight. Um, and I think there's, a, there's like three more fights, I think, on the card. Yeah, this is an interesting card. To, to be honest with you, I would have liked to see more Chicago guys on this card. Yeah, There's it, not really a lot of Chicago guys on this card. There's Alex Martin, there's Mike Lee, uh, Samaje Thomas, and you got Kristen Gearhart, who happens to be a female fighter. But I'm not sure you got some of these lightweights. They might be from Chicago, they might not. But I will say this. Uh, UIC is a great, great venue to watch the fights. There's not really a bad seat in the house to watch these fights. And these fights will be televised by uh, ESPN, ESPN too, too. Yeah, which is always nice. You need fights that happen in your city in order to create big fights. B- like big- Jackman said, we're going to yeah. wave down t- to the Atlas. Yeah. Them to talk to us. <laughs> but I'm saying, look at like even like Philadelphia. They were always known as a great fight town. They don't throw too many fights in Philadelphia anymore. anymore. And you yeah. don't see too many fighters coming out of there. So it's nice to have uh, fights in your city. 
I, it brings up the level of boxing. I feel yeah, it good venue. Uh, tickets are as cheap as thirty one. They go as expensive as one fifty one. Uh, looks like f- some floor seats may not be available online. We went on Ticketmaster earlier, but uh, we're still going to try to see if we can head that way and uh, check yeah. out those fights. Hey, listen, I'll tell you this: there's really not a bad seat in the house, guys. At the and pavilion, even yeah. general admission at the pavilion. It's a very, very good venue to watch fights. Yeah, definitely. What's your take? We're going to go, uh, Jackman. Yeah, I'm. I'm down. I want to go. All right, maybe you get in the ring too. Uh, with Mike those, Lee, if he has an open fight, you jump in there. No, those days. Like, we got Jackman. Those days fight him. We'll have Jackman call out Teddy Atlas. That's how we'll get the show on <laughs> prime time, Jackman. You got to get in the ring with these guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, pick a fight with Atlas, Jackman. <laughs> All right, no. then you've got <laughs> August. Then you've got August twenty third. Uh, I guess this is the second time or third time they're doing fights at the Th- cell. This is the second time, and uh, it's going to be Don George, Don the Bomb George versus uh, Di- uh, Ali Davis. Yeah, Dia Davis. Yeah, and then I don't know the rest of the card either. That's the only fight I saw on that card. Yeah, right now that's the main event. That's for an IBO title. For those of you that don't know, the IBO is the fifth most prestigious title, and uh, it's a good fight. It's an interesting fight, and it's always good to uh, win a title. So we'll see if Don can pull it off. He's a fighter that's been on HBO. He's a fighter that's been on Showtime. Uh, he's a veteran. And uh, it's always nice to see uh, Chicago people uh, win fights. So how, how old is Don now? He's uh, 29-ish, probably. Oh, so he's still young. Yeah, I but he's been he in a lot of wars. Age. He's not a young 29. Yeah. No, he's been in a lot of tough fights. Yeah. And, I mean, that's good in a way. He takes some good fights as well, too. But All right, so we got two local fights coming up. Um, something we missed totally around the Canelo fight uh, is that they announced uh, Mayweather's next fight. Yeah, Mayweather's going to be fighting Marcos Maidana. Again. Again, yeah. This is a fight that I really, really didn't want to see. And uh, I thought Maidana deserved it because of the way he fought him. Yeah, I agree. I There's- just I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it either. I've seen this fight before. I'd rather see him fight like a slick fighter. I want to see Mayweather fight like a guy like Laura. We've seen him fight so many of these type of fighters, you know, made Guerreros, the Maidanas, a lot of these Hispanic fighters. I just like to see him fight a guy that uses the legs and is a little more slick. Yeah. I, I agree, like I said. I, I think that Maidana fought a good fight with Mayweather. It was a really interesting and a surprising fight. But at the end of the day, it's not really a fight I wanted to see. Um, it's going to happen sometime in September, they're saying. September 13th, I believe. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, what's your take on seeing the uh, part two, uh, Jackman? I may not get this fight. Yeah. And, that's, and that's coming from someone who gets just about all the pay-per-views in the last 10, 15 years. The good thing is I hope he does get low buy rates, so then that way Mayweather doesn't make enough money. You know what I think is going to happen? I think that they're going to uh, stack up that undercard to sell this fight because the last they're fight didn't even to. do a million buys. Yeah. So they might stack up the undercard, have guys like Matisse maybe fight. To for, you know, so you know, I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to have to do something. Yeah. Now, now, I will give Madonna credit. He, he wasn't scared of Mayweather, and he got in there and he threw a lot of punches, and he landed. He landed a lot. The most, I think, he landed two hundred twenty-nine punches, the most against uh, Mayweather in recent history, or maybe the most ever. So, I mean, I do give Madonna credit for going in there and uh, throwing punches and and not being intimidated by the moment. Although I prefer a more technical fighter, a faster fighter, a more fighter, a fleet of foot that can give uh, Mayweather problems um, and, you know, technical problems and quickness. I would like to see Mayweather fight that, that kind of style than the slow plotting fighters, which he's been fighting the last, like, six fights or more, actually. Yeah, I mean, what's your take on it, though, ultimately? Do you, th- do you think he's going to, Mayweather, I mean, that's, I think Mayweather's going to kill him this time. I don't know. I think it'll be the same type of fight, to tell you the truth. I don't think Maidana's going to even come close to him this time. I think Mayweather's just going to put him out of his misery. I will say this. I think Maidana kind of maybe gave a blueprint on how to beat Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, but I think Mayweather's pissed right now. Yeah, well. And he's going to be like, you know what, screw this. I'm going to take this guy out in the third round. And he's not going to be around. Mayweather doesn't knock anyone out. This fight will go the distance. Maidana's a a tough Argentinian. That's not going to happen. I say he KOs him. Really? Wow. I think he KOs him and puts him out. Like Apollo Creed. You know, this is, I'm not joking around now. I'm not joking around, sucker. This is, I'm serious now. Yeah. I don't know. I think Mayweather is going to move a little more. Although I think there's going to be times where Maidana traps him on the corner. I think it's going to be a similar fight. 
But with Madonna winning less rounds, that's my opinion. I think Mayweather is going to do better this time around. But I think Madonna will still have his moments, but I don't think there'll be as many. So Mayweather decision. Yeah, I would say more than likely a decision. But it's not going to be like the last one where people were like, I don't know, Madonna might have won that fight. I think Mayweather is going to win by a wider margin this time. Yeah. All right, so uh, what do you guys got for closing? You guys got anything, Jackman? I'm really excited for this July 12th Canelo-Laura uh, fight. And uh, I would like to see Golovkin again, too, in July 26th. So. Yeah, that's going to two good fights, guys, again, July 12th, July 26th. Uh, it's going to be really good to see. And then, obviously, for the city of Chicago, uh, some of the local fights on July 25th at the UIC Pavilion and August 23rd at the Cell. Uh, what do you got, Sammy? Anything in closing? Yeah, I just think that uh, it's going to be a, a great month for boxing. And uh, I'm sure these fighters are going to deliver. I'm sure the Canelo uh, Lara fight will be interesting, as will the Triple G Daniel Gill fight. And yeah, I, just I can't hope Canelo a lot fights. so we can talk about it, too. Yeah. So. We're gonna be th- we're gonna be coming back, guys. Uh, about right after I believe the Canelo fight. You guys agree with that? Right before uh, after Canelo, right before Golovkin again. Yeah, that'll I be agree. good. Yeah. That way we can recap the Canelo fight because you never know if Lara wins, and we got a lot to talk about here. You yeah, never know what's gonna happen next with Canelo and go on from there and stuff. So uh, we'll be back around that uh, around that time as well uh, to recap the Canelo fight and go over all that stuff with you guys um, again. Uh, guys, the platforms that we're on right now, iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, follow us, listen to us on there. Uh, f- go on our Twitter accounts, go on our Facebook accounts, uh, follow us, like us on there. Uh, we have a website coming real soon. We're going to be putting together a website for you guys. Uh, our, our shows will be available on that platform as well, too, and it'll also advertise uh, what we keep saying on our shows, the platforms that we're on, so you guys can listen to us and stuff. So, um, With that being said, guys, uh, this is... One more round boxing radio show. Windy City Sports Network. This is a Chicago tree party. I'm Big Nick. I got Mr. Jackman. All right, guys. Stay safe in the summer. Uh, Mr. Sammy the Bull. Can't wait till next time, guys. And uh, I, I really have nothing else to close. It's just getting really hot and humid, and I don't like humid weather. Good night, Chicago.